0: Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Gravity Falls. Hello and welcome back to streaming in place. Uh, I just—I keep not doing my homework, so I don't have fun names for y'all. I apologize. Uh, I'm joined by uh, every. well see that you guys did the work for me, so thank you. Uh, joined by Alpha Twin, Alpha Twin, and everyone's favorite Jack Melon which is Alison Shoemaker and Noel Kirkpatrick. Um, We are talking here uh, about Gravity Falls Season 1, Episodes 11 and 12, Little Dipper and Summerween. Uh, I thought these were both two delightful episodes. Super fun and, you know, appropriately creepy at the various points. Um, So before we get into the called-its, let's talk a little called-well with Allison's plug for her upcoming Redacted tonight. If you are listening to this... Like, within hours of when
1: it goes up, you could still make it too. Redacted. Um, I am doing a essentially like narration of an adaptation of the screenplay for Bridget Jones' Diary. Um, basically, where I just tell jokes about Bridget Jones's diary, and then you hear Bridget Jones's diary. It's about Bridget Jones's diary. Uh, it's at 7 p.m. on Twi- the redacted Chicago Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash redacted Chicago. Um, And it's going to be really great and fun. And friend of the show, Scotty Caldwell, is involved. Um, Some other pals are involved. It's going to be a very good time. It's for a good cause. You should come and watch. And featuring wonderful music performances from some really delightful people, uh, including the the only mashup I've ever heard of Celine Dion's All By Myself and the theme from Frasier. Um, So that's a reason to come.
0: (laughs) And again, Monday, March 8th, uh, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, yeah, so Twitch.tv
1: slash Redacted
0: Chicago.
2: Oh wait, question: Is it the theme from Frasier, or is it toss salad and scrambled eggs from the closing
1: credits of Frasier? It's toss salad and scrambled eggs okay. from the closing credits of Frasier. Okay.
0: Yes, different. That makes and more for, sense. Important <laughs> to uh, it's
1: the mashup of my dreams. It's really, okay. it's everything I wanted it to be and more
0: okay um but uh we should get to gravity falls though because we got a lot to talk about here and so mm-hmm. now again let's turn it over to allison because called it and called it so congratulations you're crushing thank you. it thank you thank you what I did sure you think i can't believe it i
1: episodes? think she's
2: watching ahead of, ahead of.
1: <laughs> it's very possible uh i'm not Maybe she I has watched it, this another morning book. uh you uh i do i've got book number four mm-hmm. um uh, I can prove that I wasn't watching ahead because I didn't text called it to Kate and Noel until 11 o'clock this morning. <laughs> or you
2: scheduled it to go out at 11 Maybe o'clock Maybe I morning. did. I'm,
1: I'm too much of a Luddite to schedule text messages. But uh, when as soon as the first episode started, I was like, oh, my God, that's the fastest called it. <laughs> that's an immediate called it. Like I've yeah. already got a called it. And then when the second one was also sort of. I guess, I think the second one is like a called-ish. <laughs> no, you you
0: said that they have Halloween in, like, June, like Christmas in July. Uh, well, you might have said, you might not have said June, but you said they have Christmas in July, but for Halloween, and Mabel wears a cute costume. So, yes. Yeah. Mabel did wear a
1: cute costume. Um, yeah. However, I've got more important Gravity Falls twin content for you. You know what? I'll save it for when we actually talk about the cute costume. I really liked both these episodes. Um... I thought there were some sincerely sort of classically scary imagery felt very <laughs> kind of vintage Disney in the approach. Um, a little like heffalumps and woozles type energy. Um, and I like that we're, we're more invested in these relationships now. Um, I've all, I it was very easy to get invested in the characters because they're so much fun to watch, but specifically watching Mabel and Dipper deal with tension and jealousy and there's more of a sense of history now. Like in particular, um ween That's what it's called, right? Summerween. Summerween. Summerween, thank you. Summerween um did a really nice job of of making me feel like I had an idea of what many previous halloweens have looked like for Mabel and Dipper, uh, without having seen any of them. So um Yeah, I think both of these episodes are great. This was maybe my favorite one-two block of this series so far.
0: All right. Well, Noel, how was it revisiting these?
2: Yeah, I think being able to watch these episodes um, in a sane manner, as opposed to how they originally aired, really improves my perception of things. Like Allison, I really liked how both of these episodes really took the time to give us ...a sense of Mabel and Dipper's relationship in and of itself. We've had enough time to build the foundation for the weirdos around Gravity Falls. And now we can take these two episodes and show how the weirdness of Gravity Falls provides pressure points to their relationship. But also how growing up provides pressure points to those relationships... Um and new experiences while you're growing up provide pressure points to those re- that relationship. So I really liked how it uses those things of we're twins we do everything together both in terms of growing but also in terms of doing holiday stuff together and how those things get strained. Um as you mature and age and this episode, both of these episodes I think do a really fabulous job of taking those those really mundane tensions of oh she's a little taller than i am now and we do we always do this together and then being like yeah but what if then there was a shrinking and then a beginning ray and also a really scary spirit of summer ween involved in both of these problems um, and it's just so good. Like, it really does what genre fiction does best, which is when it extrapolates a very mundane thing and then finds a way to make it fantastical, but still really resonate.
0: Yeah, it takes the uh, it's it's taking the the emotion of the thing and mm-hmm. escalating the stakes to match the size of the emotion right. rather than them and, you know, reflecting the mundanity of the, you know one millimeter taller uh yeah it's <laughs> so good you're only taller in canada yeah it was delightful <laughs> um i mean and anyone with siblings that will ring true with or who has like babysat or cared for siblings or or like cousins that you know that are close in age that kind of a thing like 100 percent. like even just from like, growing up doing Suzuki Violin, where you have, like, all the group classes, like, where, you know, which are usually organized by height, you know? And uh-huh. for the rows and everything, like, oh, they're, oh, they had a gross sport. Oh, man, that means I'm going to be in the front row with all the little kids. Like, that, like, that millimeter height thing really resonates. So <laughs> I thought they captured that really, really well. Um, For, for Little Dipper, I mean, I also like this just... Return to Little Gideon and getting a better sense of his place in the community. His rival, who Stanford, and that he's just real bad at scheming. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh just like he's just he's just terrible. Like I kept you keep waiting for him to realize, you know this that they care about the height stuff and you're like, "Oh, he never will because he's real bad at this. He's really, really bad at this." Um I, I thought it was delightful. I liked the um sense you know getting a bigger better sense of his dad working at like the car car lot and like some of that other stuff which I think for me was still pretty hazy after his first episode. Mm-hmm. Um but just like yeah, the the <laughs> the, the, the the like maniacal villain within the absolutely absolutely incompetent ability to uh execute you know like those the mismatch there with a small child with perfectly coiffed hair like it just all comes together so nicely uh, so I, I enjoyed this adventure with little gideon
1: yeah it's like they they took a trope that's really recognizable which is The nefarious villain who comes up with needlessly complicated plans to get his revenge. very I mean, loads of villains, right? It's a major villain type, archetype. Um, And then coupling that with the kid energy, plus the he's really bad at it energy. It's like you smooshed Pinky and the brain together and made him stewy, essentially. And it's very, very appealing and funny.
0: Yeah, Marcus, does just keep vacuuming. Just keep vacuuming. Yep, <laughs> very good. Um, do we have any... I mean, I like also that we were getting... They're, they're feeding in some of the through lines as well with, like, the obsession with the Mystery Shack and um, this clearly longer-standing rivalry with Stan, uh, Grunkle Stan from before Mabel and Dipper even showed up. Uh, I like... I appreciate, like, like the tickling with... Uh, and the importance of consent for tickling, <laughs> even for, um, even for little Gideon. I like that they actually bring that up. And if he wasn't trying to kill them, it would have, you know, I think that I think they would not have gone to that extreme. You know, like I like that there was actually an awareness of this. And so while they, while that is played for laughs, you know, I have no trouble with tickling but i know some people who it really disturbs them who really do have a problem with that so i so it's a detail but i appreciate that they made space for it
1: um do you guys have any other thoughts on this one before we move to the next episode yeah i really like that point kate which and particularly because my takeaway from that was not consent is important in tickling but a reminder that Relationships between children and parents can be abusive in more ways than one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's very obviously his parents are cowed by him, yeah. um, in a way that's a little bit disturbing. It's, yeah, um, it's very just dis- the just yeah. keep vacuuming, very, it's disturbing. Well, all of it. Yeah. I mean, like, and not just to keep vacuuming, but that as well, obviously, but lots of pieces of it are really disturbing and it's lighthearted enough that it doesn't sort of suck you down but you can look at those interactions from many perspectives and find something troubling about them which I think is really smart Mm -hmm. yeah
0: Noel, any final thoughts?
2: what I really kind of appreciated about Little Dipper was how they generally sort of eschewed doing like, oh they're tiny now so we have to do lots of like big things of like it would have taken them forever to traverse the house and everything that size, but we're just gonna we're just gonna not worry about it. We're not gonna do Honey I Shrunk the Kids type stuff because it's been done before. Um, we need to keep for the sake of the characters. We're gonna keep this moving, and I really appreciated that acknowledgement of things as well. Um, but I also just love a good lady from Shanghai set piece, and I'm never gonna be upset at a mirror maze. Just never gonna be upset at one.
0: Stan is like that. Cost me ten. 50, uh, $500 each. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, I also love them completely forgetting about Seuss and be like, of course. All the glue. Get all the glue. <laughs> so much glue. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. Very good. Oh, man. Um, Marcus, let us know if you have any thoughts on this one. Uh, but let's go to Summerween and the very Miyazaki kind of monster. Yeah. Uh,
2: aggressively Miyazaki.
0: And aggressively disturbing. Any other thoughts on this one?
1: I, I have a little show and tell to do. Okay. Um, I, this isn't, you know what? This is an aural medium. So I'll just say um, that I'm about to show uh, some twin pictures. Um, because I got some twin pictures. Because I, for for research, because I'm a serious journalist, um, texted friend of the show, Kian Caldwell, this morning, and said, "So I need to know, did being a twin get you extra candy on Halloween? Is this a real mm-hmm. thing? Is there like uh-huh. a twin bonus, like charisma bonus for Halloween specifically?" Um, and she said, "No, she doesn't think it. She doesn't think that it was a twin thing. She thinks that it was just general cuteness." To which I was like, "Excuse me, what do you mean?" Um, so then I got photographic evidence. Oh, wow. Oh,
2: my goodness.
1: Listeners, they're, they're pumpkins and they're adorable.
2: That's yeah. just too much.
1: It's very cute. Um, and it, it's also sort of peanut butter and jelly ish, like same energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I got another twin picture that wasn't Halloween, but I just have to show. But still, oh, it's very pretty cute. cute, too. Yeah. 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 Yep. Anyway. So that was yeah. it's for science. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this is not a universal twin experience. <laughs> yeah
0: the the creation of the monster, like the the like the the aesthetics, right, and the vocal performance I think are terrific. The vocal performance is by Jeff Bennett, um, but uh, but also just like the reveal is handled so well. I kept I was just like figured they would gonna, they were going to break into the or crash through the wall of the. Candy of those, those, the 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 summerween store, and that there would be like a candy aisle, and that's how they would get their five hundred pieces. And then it didn't, you know, end up working that way. But uh, the reveal was so much better than I could have imagined because I didn't, I didn't remember it. So this was uh, I had a little bit of discovery for myself as well. Um, but as someone who likes black licorice, and oh, like, <laughs>
1: God, why? Yeah, I agree because
0: it's delicious. It's hot like, I I wrote up. This week's Drag Race, and in this week's Drag Race, RuPaul wears a suit that can only be described as good and plenty, but make it men's fashion. So then (laughs) I requested some on the the next store run and ended up and ate ate a box of good and plenty each day, which I shouldn't have because it's way too much sugar, especially because I try not to have too much sugar. Um, But once you start it, you're not going to... You're going to put it away and just, like, leave that delicious black licorice sugary taste in your mouth? No. You're just going to eat the whole box. It's what always happens. Um, But as someone who likes black licorice, <laughs> but does not have any time for those circus peanuts, and does not have any time for those peanut butter, like, wax paper-wrapped bullshit and the wax lips, no. I think it was a very good premise. <laughs> um, Homework Marcus,
1: the candy is really, I was like, yes! Homework yes. the
0: candy! Right. Yes, yeah. Marcus says, I think Dipper, Dipper sucked this episode, in this episode, but it was a very accurate portrayal of a 12-year-old, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: yeah, no, he's supposed to suck in this episode. He's just terrible, because again, he's wanting to grow up faster than he's ready to acknowledge and admit and talk through, really, with as close as his relationship with Mabel is. Yeah. Um, Which, again, is a really tired trope in these kinds of situations where some sibling is like, I'm too old for trick-or-treating, and I don't want to do it anymore. Um, And so I'm going to pretend to be sick so I can go to that cool party with all my older friends Um, that, thankfully, we never get to see, which I really like. Um, But I also just really like how, again, a really accepted trope of these kinds of stories then gets turned on its head with a trash candy monster literally trash candy monster because they dump all of it in a dump that is apparently (laughs) radioactive as well. And it's just like, all of this is very good because like you said, Kate, the reveal of it being just a monster made of trash candy is so good because yeah, no, there's just so much trash candy. Like, the ch- the chocolate with the white stuff on it. Why is there white stuff on it? Why? How? <laughs> Why are you eating it? Don't eat it. What is this?
0: <laughs> I don't remember what it's called, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. Um, I also like candy corn in moderation oh god no and it's gotta be good
2: candy corn i mean I'm, I'm, married, corn I'm married to someone March. who likes candy corn so it's just every time halloween rolls around she brings home a container of candy corn i'm just like no out Get, <laughs> take it out <laughs> that does the, not belong for in this me, house
1: <laughs> I, I had to crack a very specific candy corn formula for myself because i also like candy corn but inevitably i have like one piece too many and when you have one piece too many of candy corn it's over you go hard like very, over the edge. Yeah. You go, you go from like mmm to oh my god, very very fast. It's similar with Twizzlers, right? Like mm-hmm. you've had a Twizzler, you've had two Twizzlers, and you've eaten the candy, <laughs> um, <laughs> right? Like whoo. <"Phew."> um, <laughs> but for candy corn, two peanuts with one piece of candy corn, a delight. And then also you get the autumn mix so that you can have like the one pumpkin or the two pumpkins and then one or two pieces of the candy corn with the chocolate bottom.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's a whole thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they do taste yeah. different. They do. The, the
0: autumn ones versus the regular ones do taste different. Yeah. Um, But <laughs> I, I, I have a little bit of trouble identifying with this one outside of just a a just trope of storytelling because I never. Was the the kid who's like I'm too cool for trick or treating? Right. I was like I'm too lazy for trick or treating, <laughs> but not I'm too cool for trick or treating. Trick or treating is awesome, um. But I, I so I understand that this is how that this is an accurate dipper like portrayal of a type of teen. But I was like, but you just walk around, you get to wear a cool costume that you have to be creative and come up with, and then uh, and people go like you look great, uh, so yay, and then they give you candy and you know. I didn't have an allowance growing up. I did not have pocket money. Uh, so I did not get candy. <laughs> so like this, we did not have sugar. Just, we had baked goods. We did not have like candy and stuff around the house. Hardly ever. So like you, we would like make that candy last. Like my <laughs> one time, actually my, one of my older brothers got in trouble, uh, cause he was running a candy trading ring mm-hmm. at the middle mm-hmm. school. Uh, and and he like for people's like lunch over lunch and stuff, and he actually managed to because he would use he would get trade the perishable stuff for, first, and so he would manage to, to make the candy last until Easter when you get a re-up from the Easter baskets. Right, exactly <laughs>
2: sure, and then
0: like so he got in trouble because he was taking kids because kids were trading away their actual like good lunch for candy. Oh no! Um, <laughs> <the, laughs> what well, I got. You, so, you buried
2: that lead slightly,
0: but like you know, that like like or like a, like oh, my mom made cupcakes, whatever. I'll take that. You know that um, chocolate with the white whatever. stuff on
2: it. Give it to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so, like some has somebody like told some like a parent or I don't know somebody found yeah. out and they were like yelling at it. So it was a whole thing. Um, but yeah, so this whole like I am too cool for Halloween does not compute. I love Halloween. Halloween's delightful. Big fan of Halloween. Uh, But I think the rest of (laughs) I can understand the concept of that. I've certainly seen enough Halloween-centric episodes of TV to get that it is not for everyone. But I really like this episode. Um, Did we have any thoughts on the other corners of this? Our stuff, um, like our our stuff with Stan (laughs) and the the children. Well, again, just really kind of
2: standard warfare of trying to scare kids and kids not being scared by anything. Um, Again, really common trope within these kinds of narratives. And I think it also ends exactly how it would have ended on any other show, which is, oh, no, he's almost naked. And that's horrifying. Um, He's old. Yeah, He's old. (laughs) Um, So faced with their own own mortality. Of what they will eventually grow into, they run away. Um, Yes, Marcus points out the real thing that we need to discuss is Waddles in a suit. um, in his
0: his boss, his boss
2: Waddles, um, (laughs) because it's the best. It's the best. It makes it almost makes up for the Grinda joke, almost. About
0: it does does not,
2: not. but it's still really good. And then we get a montage of them as memes.
0: very very
1: good the memes were really that was what pushed me over the edge on this episode this is amazing. (laughs) this is great like i I wish there was more of this honestly yeah (laughs) casual (laughs) friday
0: (laughs) yeah no it's good stuff oh man yeah waddles just remains a delight i look forward to future things that are coming for waddles um but yeah just a good very solid running gag um yeah do we have any other final thoughts on this one I like that. You know, I was about to say, I don't buy Wendy inviting Dipper to the party uh, because of that. Like 15 to 12 is actually a not insignificant gap for socially. But then I remembered that Wendy's got all those brothers. So if assuming her brothers are cool, I could see her being much more comfortable with the notion of like 12 year olds can be cool to hang out with. Um, so then I was okay with it. And, but I also agree. I like that we didn't see the party and the party sucked <laughs> and Robbie ate a Sucker, like, stick first or whatever. Whatever it was. Um, it's like, yeah, that sounds right. He would do that. <laughs> he's just so... He's just the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Let's then talk briefly about our upcoming episodes. So we've got, uh for Wednesday, episode 13 and 14. And it's only a 20-episode season, so, like, you know, we're working our way through. Uh, so, episode 13 is called Boss Mabel. And episode 14 is called...
1: Bottomless pit! Oh,
2: there's <laughs> an exclamation <laughs> point. Very excited about so. the pit. Forgot that was coming up.
1: Um, boss Mabel. All right. My prediction is that Mabel borrows Waddle's boss <laughs> Austin, <laughs> and then gets promoted to help manage the mystery shack. Okay. Um. And it immediately becomes more sparkly, way more sparkly. Um, Then she also makes Waddle's assistant manager. Um, That's my prediction. Uh, And then bottomless pit. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to guess that there's a pit and that it has no bottom. I mean, it is right Um, there on the label. Down there is a giant um, horned figure. Um, who may or may not be the actual devil, um, who is also being imprisoned by the gravitational force of a black hole, <laughs> and um, and the Uter involved. This is a Doctor Who reference. I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> I was gonna say, do we
0: have painting, cryptic painting on the face? <laughs> yeah, totally in the vacuum yes. of space. Yeah,
1: Yep, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, good to know. Uh, well, looking forward to. Uh, Looking forward to everyone's thoughts on Wednesday, and I will do a quick one of <clears throat> these. Ooh! <sighs> to say there may or may not be a call dish in there called it, call dish. So, it's we'll definitely see. the Doctor <laughs> Who thing! <laughs> And uh, say thank you, of course, Marcus, for joining us here uh, on the podcast and sharing your thoughts about these episodes. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back on Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Go watch Spirited Away for the
2: Summerween Trickster reference because that's where it is.
1: Absolutely. (laughs)